Ryan Reynolds here from Mint Mobile. With the price of just about everything going up during inflation, we thought we'd bring our prices down. So to help us, we brought in a reverse auctioneer, which is apparently a thing. Mint Mobile Unlimited Premium Wireless. How to get 30, 30, to get 30, how to get 20, 20, 20, how to get 20, 20, to get 15, 15, 15, 15, just 15 bucks a month? So, Give it a try at mintmobile.com slash switch. $45 up front for three months plus taxes and fees. Promote for new customers for limited time. Unlimited more than 40 gigabytes per month. Slows. Full terms at mintmobile.com. This is The World in 10 for Monday, the 9th of January. I'm Sonal Patel. And I'm Steve Forbes. Worldwide condemnation after protesters storm government buildings in Brazil. Like true vandals, destroying what they found in front of them. We think there was a lack of security, and I wanted to tell you that all those people who did this will be found and punished. And Prince Harry tells all ahead of the release of his new book... I thought that the, you know, the four of us would you know, bring me and William closer together. We could go out and do work together, um, which I did a lot as the third wheel to them. We start in Brazil and dramatic scenes from the capital, Brasilia, where thousands of protesters storm the country's seats of government smashing their way into Congress, the Supreme Court and the Presidential Palace. People wrapped in Brazilian flags breaking windows. The police responded with tear gas. It's something many thought might happen after October's fraught and divisive election. Supporters of Jair Bolsonaro mirroring what happened in the US Capitol riots two years ago. It's not for nothing the former president's nickname is, among some, the Trump of the tropics. But this was more than a copycat insurrection. John Bonfiglio is a journalist based in Latin America. He says what people are angry about is not that Bolsonaro lost, but that Lula won, a man they think belongs in prison not the presidential palace. The fact that they did not agree with the result of the election and basically stating that they they do not respect the halls and the processes of power in Brazil. There's been no evidence of fraud, despite what people may say. President Lula, who's been in the job for just a week, condemned what happened, calling the protesters fanatical fascists. Like true vandals, destroying what they found in front of them. We think there was a lack of security, and I wanted to tell you that all those people who did this will be found and punished. Latin America journalist John Bonfiglio says at best the authorities were caught unprepared. At worst, they're involved. One of the major questions at the moment is about this eight-kilometre walk for the protesters, the demonstrators, uh, the fact that they were escorted fundamentally by the police and the military right to the doors of Congress. The invasions have been condemned by leaders around the world, including US President Joe Biden, who called it an assault on democracy. John Bonfiglio says many are worried such unrest could spread globally. This is the fourth biggest democracy on earth. So in the last couple of years, we've had the, the second and the fourth biggest democracies on earth that have had their seats of power attacked by incursionists, uh, that this continues and spreads. The worry is this is the very beginning, the thin end of the wedge of what may come to pass in other democracies globally. 
From Brasilia to the British monarchy, where after a week of leaks, the accidental early sale of his autobiography in Spain and the ensuing explosive allegations that emerged, Prince Harry's two blockbuster interviews have finally aired ahead of the release of his book, Spare. In the interview first aired on British broadcaster ITV, Harry revealed the reaction that his family, and specifically his brother and sister-in-law, had to his relationship with Meghan. I don't think they were ever expecting me to get or to become uh, to get into a relationship with with uh, someone like Meghan. There was a lot of stereotyping that was happening that I was guilty of as well at the beginning. What do you mean specifically? Well, American actress divorced biracial. There's there's all different parts to that and what that can mean. Harry has accused members of the royal family of getting into bed with the devil in terms of their relationship with the tabloid newspapers. In the wide-ranging interview, Harry said he has no intentions of hurting his father, King Charles, with his actions. The Duke of Sussex also recalled the moment his father told him about his mother's death back in 1997, and he now feels compassion towards him as a father. I never, ever want to be in that position. I don't want history to repeat itself. I do not want to be a single dad. And I certainly don't want my children to have a life without a mother or a father. The Times' royal correspondent, Valentine Lowe, says that there were moments where Harry seemed to show a lack of self-awareness. I mean, at one point, uh, Tom Bradby asks him about um, what he would say to uh, William and to Charles uh, about the book, what they'd say to him. Mm. He says that any conversations between him and them about that would remain private. <laughs> I, I sort of, I mean, that's a real marmalade dropper, isn't it? It's like, yeah, Harry, you, you, you've proved yourself not very good at keeping things private. Harry has also been criticised for admitting to killing 25 Taliban fighters during his time in the military. In his new book, he says he did not think of them as people, but as chess pieces instead that had to be taken off the board. His book, Spare, is out on Tuesday. You're listening to The World in 10 from The Times of London. Analysis and insights into global events all in just 10 minutes. Coming up, dozens left dead after two buses collide in Senegal and Western Europe prepares for its first ever space launch. To Ukraine now, where Kyiv's dismissed as propaganda, Russia's claims to have destroyed a dormitory housing Ukrainian troops in the eastern city of Kramatorsk, killing hundreds of Ukrainian soldiers. Journalists from Reuters visited the scene and said there were no obvious signs that soldiers had been living there and no sign of casualties. Moscow says the raid was revenge for a deadly attack on its soldiers on New Year's Day, but Kyiv says it's not true, with seven Russian missiles having no impact on the Ukrainian army. Ben Hodges is a former commander of US Army forces in Europe. After over eight years, Russia, with all the advantages, still has not done more than what we can see on a map every day that shows that little, that crescent of eastern Ukraine that is still under Russian control. So I think that what we're going to see is uh, that Ukraine has achieved irreversible momentum. There's nothing that Russia can do to turn that back. This was a terrific week uh, for Ukraine and for the West. It comes as several countries have promised to supply armoured vehicles to Ukraine during the past week. Three days of national mourning is beginning in Senegal after at least 38 people died when two buses crashed in a head-on collision in the early hours of Sunday. Another 80 were wounded in the accident, which happened near the town of Kafrine, around 220 kilometres from the country's capital, Dakar. 
It's one of the deadliest crashes in the West African country's recent history, with the area's local prosecutor saying that a tyre had burst on one of the buses, forcing it to veer into the path of the other. Footage from the scene shows two white buses with their mangled fronts intertwined and debris strewn across the narrow road. The president there, Mackie Sal, has said on Twitter that he was deeply saddened by the tragic road accident, which are often common in Senegal. In sport, John Jackson has the latest as Novak Djokovic wins again on his way to the Australian Open. Novak Djokovic has revealed he didn't get much sleep before winning his first tournament in Australia since his ban on entering the country was overturned last November. It wasn't nerves keeping the 21-time Grand Slam champion awake. Instead, he worked into the night with a physiotherapist to keep a hamstring problem from hampering his chances in Sunday's Adelaide International Final. The Serbian saved a championship point on his way to victory over American Sebastian Korda, his first trophy down under since he was deported in January 2022 over his COVID vaccination status. That win also helped Djokovic go level with his great rival Spain's Rafa Nadal on 92 ATP singles titles in the Open era, with only Ivan Lendl, Roger Federer and Jimmy Connors ahead of the duo. Djokovic could equal Nadal's record 22 Grand Slam wins with his 11th victory at the Australian Open. The tournament starts on the 16th of January in Melbourne. 40 years after releasing her debut album, Madonna is making a comeback. The Queen of Pop is releasing new music and there are rumours of a new tour. At 64, Madonna has reportedly booked out a week at London's O2 Arena for a series of mega shows this year. Madonna has never been one to shy away from controversy and in recent years has caused a stir across social media as she's embraced Instagram and TikTok. She's faced criticism for her outspoken views and her unconfirmed surgical enhancements. It's rumoured that Madonna will use 2023 to launch a Greatest Hits tour to celebrate her four decades of stardom and wants to give her young and old fans what they want. And finally... We're not gratuitously playing Jamiroquai, as if. Nope, there's a rocket called, yes, you've guessed it, Cosmic Girl. We're nothing, if not literal. It's set to make history when it blasts off from an airport in Cornwall on Monday night. A first for Britain, as it tries to become a spacefaring nation. Cosmic Girl will make its debut in front of a crowd of thousands at Newquay Airport, the UK's first operational spaceport. The Virgin Orbit crew are said to be amazed by how many people will be watching, with a spokeswoman saying that they were more used to two people looking through the fence at their usual home in the Mojave Desert in California. But then, space launches are more common over there. And that's your World in 10 for Monday the 9th of January. This podcast from The Times is brought to you in partnership with Google Podcasts.